Welcome back to the Narwhalk channel. Quick message before we start this episode. I first want to say thank you guys so much for all the support, the prayers, everything. Trust me, I read all the comments. I see everything and I thank you guys so, so, so much. I just pray that the Lord continues to bless you guys abundantly who has been blessing this ministry, has been sharing the things, um, watching them, liking them, sharing it with friends and family. Um, and just being led by the spirit and what you share and give. With that being said, um, I was very, very apprehensive about in the beginning of giving and donating and all those things because I do this for the Lord, but the Lord has led me now to have an open up an option for people who want to give and donate. There's a lot of equipment that is needed to continue to push this ministry forward into excellence and what God has called it to be. Um, so there's going to be an Amazon link for the wish list in the bio of um, my link tree. I link it everywhere. It's gonna be down below of this video and it's also going to be on the channel and all social medias. Um, and then there's also a cash app that was created for the Narawak podcast and ministry. If you guys feel led, you don't have to obviously, but if you feel led, please, 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 please give. Um, and help out this ministry. There's a lot of things that do cost. I do take out a pocket for, and I just bless God because he has uh, provided a way out for most of what I've done in the very early parts of this um, podcast, but he has now made a way for me to start, you know, receiving help. So I thank you guys so much for all the help you've given me. My birthday is tomorrow as in terms of this recording and this uploading. Um, so if you guys feel led to give anything because of that, or just in general, if the Lord leads you, I thank you. Thank you so much for the, the helping and the supporting behind it. Like I said, the liking, the sharing, the commenting, it's just such a blessing to me to know that there's people who still desire to walk in a righteous path um, and be led by the Lord as in terms of what we're talking about and exposing a lot of people talk about it but not particularly sometimes from the angles that God leads me to talk about it um, and we are all a part of the body of Christ we are all one body but multiple different parts and they're all needed so I thank you guys and like I always said there is people who are not going to do the same things as me and who are not going to do the same sort of way I do a podcast or the way I do videos or the way I do collaborations, but still support them. If you see the spirit of God upon them, if you see um, God's hand upon their life, anointing them to do the work of the ministry that God has called them to do in these end times, please support them because I do. I try my best to. So we're just sowing seed into a good ground, expecting the harvest to come. Um, and I thank you guys so much once again, and please enjoy this episode and have a great day. Welcome to the Narrowalk Podcast, Episode 6. Today we have a very special episode with a very special guest. This is John Michael. John Michael, how are you? Great. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Thank you. So from the last episode, guys, I kind of ended up um, doing a part two to my testimony, like I promised, and I wanted to kind of keep this secret episode as a you know secret because the people from into the light documentary which john michael is um one of the directors of is going to explain what it is um reached out to me to do a collaboration interview to discuss and review not only the documentary but just kind of have an open um conversation about both of our testimonies about freedom from lust and um, perversion and we're just going to kind of share with you guys our testimony today and have an open-ended discussion and kind of review the documentary and the documentary will be linked below um, for anybody who's looking and interested and they have a whole bunch of teachings and resources and it's it's very awesome so John Michael um, would you like to like share a little bit about what Into the Light is and where did you kind of 
what's your relationship with Jesus? How did you come to know the saving grace of Jesus Christ? Yeah, no, so just really quick before diving into my mm -hmm. story, yeah. Into the Light is a teaching documentary that we released in February of this year. And it's a teaching documentary that walks through the process of finding freedom in Christ mm -hmm. against sexual sin. Uh, so it just walks through those fundamental steps of what does that look like to have a hope-filled direction towards freedom. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, so that that's the documentary that we released and that we've been working on. Uh, we've since mm -hmm. started a ministry called Into the Light, uh, where we continue to produce free video resources, you know, video series, podcasts, documentaries. That's kind of where we're at now. But yeah. the way the Lord brought Jacob and I to this ministry and to this documentary is yeah. our own testimonies. Mm. Uh, and so just kind of rewinding back, I grew up in an amazing Christian home in uh, Northern Ontario. Uh, so I'm a Canadian, which you may, you might be able to hear yes. my accent a little bit, but okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, love Canadians. Very sweet people. <laughs> yes. You know, everyone's like Americans, you know, it's the land of the free, but Canadians, they're really nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways, I grew up in a, in a Christian home, parents who love the Lord, taught me what it looks like to follow him, to be involved in the church. And even in the context of blessing, you know, like a family mm -hmm. like that, I came across pornography for the first time when I was age eight. Mm, so just wow. incredibly young age. Yeah. I don't even remember life before getting exposed to porn. That's how wow. early it was. Wow. Uh, and, you know, that initial shock mm -hmm. mixed with curiosity uh, brought me back again and then again and again. And that soon built a, a full pattern of addiction that went on for nearly 10 years. So wow. nearly a decade of being addicted to hardcore, you know, growing to be hardcore pornography. And, you know, because I grew up in, in this Christian family, uh, I put on a really good front. I was involved mm -hmm. in youth group, involved in, you right. know, young people's stuff, good theological discussions. Yeah. Then at the same time, feeding and uh you know just growing this love for an addiction to pornography which is clearly against god's good design for sexuality mm -hmm. so i was living the life of a hypocrite uh but you know fast forward a couple years that went on for a long time uh by god's grace put some good older men in my life just a, just a couple yeah. years older but guys who i started to hang out with and became friends with and these guys really just imaged to me what it looked like to, uh, you know, walk faithfully before the Lord, not as mm -hmm. perfect people, mm -hmm. uh, but as people who are real with their sin, confessing it to the Lord in prayer, mm -hmm. uh, and bringing that neediness to one another. Because as Galatians says, confess your sins one to another, that you may be healed. Uh, and they just really imaged that, that well to me. Yeah. I remember one time distinctly, like we were, we were sitting in my parents' garage, uh, the upstairs kind of section of it, and they were talking about a purity conference they had been to. And I remember feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Like, if you mm -hmm. don't open up right now, if you don't confess your sin, you never will. And you're mm -hmm. going to remain a hypocrite living this double lifestyle for the rest of your life. So, by God's grace, that moment 
I opened up to them for the first time. That was the first time I told anyone, actually. Mm-hmm. And confessed my sin to them, confessed it to the Lord. And that was when my you know trajectory in my Christian life started to go upwards rather than continuing to spiral downwards. Yeah. And I could start saying, in truth, I love the Lord. I love other people mm-hmm. because I started to live that way and not just, you know, verbally say, oh, you know, I love people and I love God. Yeah. Uh, so wasn't instantly freed, uh, but by the power of the Holy Spirit and with good, good books, good community, good accountability, uh, I've been able to experience total freedom from pornography. Mm. Uh, and have now been part of walking alongside other men uh, and helping women sometimes as well. Uh, towards finding freedom Uh, and really that story you know my testimony and jake's testimony is what uh, you know gave us the zeal the desire the passion to start uh, this ministry into the light and to produce this documentary called into the light Uh, yeah you want to see that hope reach other people too yeah Uh, yeah i love reading but most people Mm -hmm. don't like i don't know i don't know if you if you're a reader but most people yeah in, in the pew really just struggle to pick up a book yeah reach those people yeah and i love what you said about how it took the power of the holy spirit but it also took practical steps to making a change and i really love that because it's like a lot of people want to take one or the other completely and it's like god will um, help us with his Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit is our helper and our counselor, but he also wants us to take action for Jesus said that, you know, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. And that I, I spoke about that in my last episode about the extensive and almost, you know, brunt and directiveness of that, of those statements. It means that like Jesus wants you to be honestly, genuine, serious. Like if you have, if your computer is causing you to sin, make the steps, you know, you probably wouldn't throw out your computer, say you have something for work or you have something for school, but make, make those guards and talk to somebody who can be, you know, that accountability for you so that you are not slipping into that same sin again. Um, taking those practical steps to like kind of change your habits and your routines, maybe going to sleep earlier, maybe, um, you know, having somebody to talk to at a point in time at night or pray for you before you go to sleep. Like I, I, I found that a lot of people want to do a little bit one more than the other and not have a really a, a, a firm balance, but that balance is what causes that sin to not come back in and to cause that temptation to kind of eventually go away you know how the bible says submit to god and resist the devil and he will flee so i i love that you said that and also you know being so young a lot of us have been very very young when we have entered into that addiction of pornography and it's it's really sad and it grows and it has been growing in this generation as younger and younger um i was speaking with a friend last night about how little children will have conversation about their favorite genre of um, adult entertainment and it's crazy because it's like they they know the the genres of this entertainment now it's not something that is casual or just happened or they they fell upon it anymore it's like now it's deeply enthralled into their lives and i want you to talk a little bit more about what you have seen from the reactions of this i know that there's varying age ranges and it's it's both genders it's male and female not just you know just males that are struggling with it how have you seen the freedom for children more particularly and what were the reactions of the parents concerning it yeah i mean one thing is 
like you're saying, we've mm-hmm. often been talking about how you, you know, you wish you could wait until your kids were 12, 13 or, or yeah. you know, those older ages to talk to them about sexuality. But yeah. as a friend of mine said to me one time, he said, culture got to me before my parents did. We need to start talking to our kids way sooner. And mm-hmm. that was one of the things we did with the documentary was to try to create it uh, with the language and visuals that would be appropriate for any age group. So yeah. I would be fine with a 10 year old, uh, you know, with, with wisdom and every situation is a little bit different with parents oversight, but a 10 year old mm-hmm. could watch this documentary mm-hmm. and be equipped uh, to know what God's good design for sexuality is, how mm-hmm. when we step outside of that good design and into the areas of brokenness, it just leads to death and to, and to sin and to, mm-hmm. you know, brokenness in our own lives, hurting other people's lives. Yeah. Uh, carefully laying that out and then it would equip them. So it's been cool seeing on one hand, parents like, yes, we do need this. And we are going to use this as a tool for our family to, you know, equip our kids and ourselves to fight and fight well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And on the other side, it's also been sad to see the amount of parents who are like, oh, well, not my kids. Yeah. On my church. Yeah. uh, Yeah. With my, my, fellow congregant over there but it's not in our house mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. just it's not the case it's yeah. in every home yeah you know how, how scripture says train up a child in the way that they should go and they shall not depart from it i feel as if even if it's say it's not in your congregation or it's not in your church wouldn't you want to get to the children first before you know like you said the culture does or the world does or the enemy does or their flesh does because your flesh has desires that are going to bubble up at a point in time and you don't know how to um, sort of kind of take control over it. Um, But you want to instill the word of God in the children at a young age so that they will not be able to depart from it when time comes and temptation comes and sin comes into their lives. Yeah, on on the points you're making about parents, Mm -hmm. one of the things that like biggest reactions that we had from after the documentary were parents coming up to us and saying, man, like, uh, you're, you're so right. Uh, this is, this is a huge issue. Yeah. I don't want my kids to get to the place where they need this documentary. Mm. So then the question That's is, good. what does it look like to be the parent, to be the church mm-hmm. that is raising up children of integrity? Like mm-hmm. kind of like you were saying, not just children that are, protected or sheltered, but men and women of integrity who know God's word know how to respond because we're in a culture where there's a multi-billion dollar industry that's actively pursuing and seeking out our families and our children as customers. Yeah. Yeah. What are we going to do about that? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think what the one thing you were just saying about teaching them, steeping children in God's word is key. Another one is just opening up the conversation. This can't be something that's taboo in your family. You need mm-hmm. to talk about it and talk about it regularly. Uh, but I mean, really this need is what's driving Jacob and I with Into the Light Ministries to uh, work on our next project, which is mm. a series equipping parents to talk awesome. to about sexuality. So I mean, yeah. uh, all of our stuff is free on our website, intothelightdocumentary.com. But Lord willing, uh, if he blesses this work, uh, we hope to release another video series that's for parents uh, mm-hmm. on how to have those conversations. 
I, I love that answer and, I, and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And like I said, guys, it's going to be down below, uh, like under the description of this video, if you're on any, you know, listening format like uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, the link should still also be there for you to click so you can go to the into the light documentary.com and get all these resources. Um, there was um, so yeah, the, I I took a lot of notes um, concerning the video because all of it was so good. Um, one of the things that I think I could segue to because of what we're discussing you shared in your testimony about you having sort of like accountability and men a little bit older than you helping you out. Um, I want to discuss kind of like carrying each other's burdens and how, because um, I heard that mentioned um, in the documentary about how, you know, having that sort of kind of accountability and what ways did you see it? Maybe you didn't know it at the time that it was caring. People were helping you and carrying your burdens. Maybe you felt maybe even ashamed that people had to. It's one of those things where I learned at least my life that it's God gives grace to the humble, but shames the proud, right? So like if we are humble enough to say we're struggling and we're going through something, God is, it, it allows that open door and that opportunity for him to like put his hand in and say, I'm going to help you out now. I'm going to surround you around people in the faith who have overcome this. Your accountability, how has people helped you out? How has you taken like counsel from maybe older men who understand the proper confines of marriage and sex and like, what have they taught you? It's such a good question because I think mm -hmm. is one of those key things that if you're not willing to share with others, your brokenness and mm -hmm. in your life, uh, you're holding it in. You're keeping it in the dark. One of the reasons that we named the, the film Into the Light is because yeah. the very first step towards freedom is bringing sin into the light of Christ yep. who will you know, purify that and who mm -hmm. will, uh, you know, will be changing you when you do that, but also just the light of community. I think mm -hmm. God, you know, God uses the church and friends and family and accountability to be uh, his hands and feet to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I just think like the amount of passages that we have talking about praying for one another, confessing yeah. one another, mm -hmm. uh, Galatians six, one to two is just, I think such an important passage. If anyone is caught in a transgression, you who are spiritual should restore them in a spirit of gentleness. Yeah. For yourselves, let you, lest you too also be tempted. So, I mean, mm -hmm. that's one thing too to be mindful of in accountability. Accountability, I, I like to describe it like it's a vehicle with a uh, a flat tire. It's the temptation is always to be dragged into the ditch of complacency. Mm -hmm. So, accountability takes that steering wheel and wrenches it away from that ditch. Because yeah, if you talk about your sin, uh, and then don't make any changes in your life. You can just start normalizing uh, what felt like the most scary, shameful sin, perhaps in your life can start to feel normal and perhaps okay. So mm -hmm. this is where accountability, I think is such a gift is because this is where you need, you know, if you're a man, you need some men around you to call out that sin and then to encourage you and give the hope that you need to, to keep pressing on. Uh, so, I mean, just even a point of application, if you're listening to this, you struggle with pornography mm -hmm. let me just encourage you uh, in the holy spirit that 
there is number one hope for you. Yes. Too far gone. Uh, I thought I was too far gone. Addicted for nearly a decade. Couldn't remember life without uh, pornography in it. And the Lord gave me freedom uh, over years with hard work. But you are not too far gone. That's number one. Number two, right now, think about the most you know, godly person, you know, in your life or in your mm-hmm. church, think of, you know, that, that man or that woman right now in your head and commit to sending them a message, a text or going to their house and saying, Hey, I, I need to tell you something. I'm struggling yeah. uh, with pornography. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. And just that, uh, that first point of confession, God works so much healing through that. And that seems probably so scary as you're listening to yeah. this. Yeah, I, but it is just the first step that you need to take. I believe um, I'm trying to find it really quickly, but um, I believe I could paraphrase that in First uh, Timothy or or maybe it's Titus, but it talks about the structure of the church and how deacons should be looking after young men, and then the older women, the elder women in the church should be looking after younger women. The Bible makes parameters for how we should be in the body of Christ for the younger to the older, how we should be looking after each other, those who have overcome and those who have been through things like this, you know, maybe not in this way, but guide them. And it's all the work of the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us. You know, the Holy Spirit is giving us that wisdom, maybe that we don't kind of fully understand this, you know, uh, adult entertainment thing, like this new thing of this age, like, but if the Holy Spirit is living inside of us and it, it's our guide, it's our counselor, it's going to be able to give us more greater answers and ways to help that we would have never known ourselves. The culture, we mentioned the culture and, and the push towards a more hypersexualized agenda and whether it be in music or entertainment or just a lot of facets. It's in like video games. I've, I've heard a friend recently tell me like video games, like they found out through there, what would be the tips or, um, you know, whether they could be practical or spiritual, whatever, you know, you feel led to share in such an age like this, where things are progressively getting more hyposexualized um, and more open about it. It's not hidden. I feel like I spoke about this in my last episode that maybe, yes, hypersexualized music was always here, but was it so open and on the radio or was it so open and on TikTok or like in these avenues where people can just so easily walk into the mall and hear a song about something, you know, that is like more so supposed to be kept in the confines of somebody's bedroom, you know, like how have you found yourself in today's society keeping purity um, amidst all the progression to darkness and hypersexualization? Yeah, I mean, we live in a culture that has taken a good, a beautiful mm-hmm. thing that God has created, marriage and sexuality, and is twisting and distorting and trying to splinter uh, exactly. in so many areas and directions. Yeah. And I think you're totally right that, you know, the devil's been destroying God's good design for sexuality since, like, literally right. since the beginning. Yeah. The difference is he's never had the tools and the technology that he has today. Like mm-hmm. in 2023, the average eight-year-old can get access in just like 20 seconds to more destructive, degrading, broken versions of sexuality than mm-hmm. even the richest king in most of human history could mm-hmm. have you know, been able to get access to. Yeah. So it's just, we live in a very unique time. And I think your question is so key. 
okay, if that's where we are, what do we do about it as God's people? How yeah. do we live faithfully as the church and as Christians who want to follow after God's good, good design? Uh, and I would say, first of all, just a really practical thing to do is you need to cut off access. Uh, to set up blockers, uh, both on your phone, on your computer, your other devices, and setting up parameters for yourself. Just because I know, like I know, I know me. I'm I can't trust myself all the time. I struggle with self control. I have a pattern mm-hmm. and a past history of addiction to pornography, so mm-hmm. I can't trust myself. So what I need to do is I need to delete some social media apps, perhaps off my phone. You know, I might need to, like, I should get Covenant Eyes on my phone or some other filtering software, uh, setting up these boundaries, these protections around your phone. Yeah. So that's phone and, and computer. And that's just kind of the first starter. But then I'd say, now that we've set up these barriers, we don't, we can't just stop there because that's only protecting. That's not raising uh, men and women of integrity, both in ourselves and with our families. So I'd yeah. say, set up those boundaries. But then number two, you need to understand and spend time in the good and the beautiful. What is God's good design? Most of yeah. us really are more experts in the broken version than mm. we're experts in God's good design. That's good. Yeah. So people walk into marriage just knowing, oh, stuff it down. Don't do, don't do that. I know what mm-hmm. not to do. But how do you embody and live God's good design? He's the creator of sex in the first place. There's a way yeah. to do that as a gift of self that is totally not focused on self-gratification, but trying to give and be selfless to the other, to your spouse. Like we need to yeah. know what that looks like if we're going to stand against the many broken versions that are all around us. Yeah. I think those are the two things that always need to be held together. Yeah, that's awesome. It's because it's so true. It's we, we are experts in things that are... Um, like you know dark and 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 just broken but being experts in the things of god as well it's it's so crucial and so important because it's like as well as for it's helpful for ourselves and our future marriages our current marriages but it's also going to be helpful to guide those who are coming out of brokenness you know um being that expert in the brokenness, like you understand that sort that point of view, you're not far off from that. Just like Jesus was fully God, fully man, like fully human. So he understands our insecurities and the, our struggles, but he also fully understands the things of God because he spent time with the father. He was able to give um, us the God way. So us being able to get with God and develop that relationship and give people the God way as, as, as well as, you know, the human understanding of like struggle. It's, it's perfect. That's I love that. I just think of like, yeah. in, in the documentary the mm-hmm. section four, it's kind of right in the middle. You yeah. have a, a, a teaching section on cutting off access. Exactly what you were just saying of mm-hmm. it. We can't just cut off access. We need to be in prayer in God's word. Mm-hmm. We need to be yeah. Like, fostering the spiritual Christian disciplines for our lives. Otherwise we're just an inch deep. That's going to, that's, that's going to do nothing against a enemy who wants to kill, to steal and destroy in the church. God has given us amazing tools. We have Christ himself and the Holy Mm -hmm. spirit as our mediator. Mm -hmm. Go to him. We need to be reading good books. We need to be watching good Christian films. We need, you know, we can't just replace the bad. We need to put in the good too. 
Exactly. It's awesome. Love that. We we touched on a lot. Um, and I, I loved everything that we touched on, but more so I want to touch on, because I, I spoke about this in my testimony about having a, and this is a great segue because we talked about like, you know, knowing the good things of God, but having a, a, a view of God's people now. Um, so like once you have broken off pornography and you have broken off um, the perverse things and the broken things and maybe you're in a res- restorative healing process, you're in a sanctification process. How do you kind of now view people? Because I spoke about in my testimony that it perverts a lot of things. It perverts your view on God, it perverts your view on yourself, and it perverts your view on other people. I know a lot of people that are uncomfortable, and I've been in that stage as well, uncomfortable being around just anyone. It doesn't really matter who it is, because kind of spirit or that mindset, it, it it's kind of taints or, you know, distorts your relationship with other human beings because you just see them in such a way that you've were taught and you transform and programmed your mind to see them as, uh, you know, just these objects, objectifying them. Um, and I want to know what was your process getting to a point in a level of viewing mankind as who God has designed them to be, like beautifully and wonderfully made? Like, how were you able to now step back into the world and now develop like true, honest relationships with people, authentic relationships? Yeah, I mean, this is what Paul talks about of forming and the renewal of your mind. Yeah. Pornography yeah. destroys and creates pathways of sin and objectifying. It's like, tinted glasses that views the world through the lens of sex rather mm-hmm. than the image of God as right. men and women who have dignity and beauty all around you. Uh, this I think is one of the hardest areas of a fight against sexual sin. Mm-hmm. You can even have freedom from pornography and still struggle to see men and women as image bearers, as yeah. beautiful creations of God rather than objects or people to be used or abused. So it's just, that is one of the hardest parts. I think that's one of the longest lasting effects of how pornography yeah. is damaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the mo- the biggest reasons to not wait, D- don't think that in two or three years, like that, that's when I'll kick it. Yeah. The longer you spend in this, the more you train your mind to yeah. view people as objects useful for your own devices and your own desires so i mean that's one application but just really simply it comes back to you know what you were saying about we need to be in god's word and in prayer this Mm -hmm. is one it sounds sometimes the most simple obvious basic things are the quickest to be overlooked exactly there's gotta be some secret sauce here there's gotta be (laughs) oh that doesn't right but honestly it's day in day out yeah. Getting before the Lord in prayer, getting before his word mm-hmm. and saying, Lord, change me. Yeah. Pray before him. When when you're tempted to see someone, when you look at someone and you think uh, a, a lustful thought, bring that before God. I want mm-hmm. to see you. I want to mm-hmm. know you. And I want to see these people the way you see them. Yeah. Change, renew my mind, renew my spirit to exactly. see them clearly. And I believe that God's word promises he will do that. Uh, I mean, just even Philippians 1 6, it's mm-hmm. like he will bring to completion the work that he's begun in you. Day yes. Jesus. Like God gives us these promises and these, uh, you know, these hopes that we need to take a hold of. 
in those moments. And I know, I just know so many other stories, myself, one of them, it is possible. I am able to look at sisters now in the Lord and just mm -hmm. see them as that sisters who are beautiful image bearers of God. Yeah. Uh, and accountability, I think that's a huge part of it too. We can't just talk about, uh, oh, I, I failed in pornography. Like that's, that's good. And we need to, to start there, but we still need accountability for our thoughts. I mean, mm -hmm. the root of sin always is an overflowing and an outpouring of sin in our hearts. So if accountability, accountability is going to be effective, we need to be talking about our, the renewing of our minds and the way we see people as well. Uh, and these are guys who are, you know, men or women who are committing to walk alongside you towards that, to that goal. So double down on that, press into that and be real. Uh, don't hide behind any sort of fake mask. Uh, you got to tell your accountability. And I think the Lord blesses that too. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I love that answer. Um, I think it is, it is a hard walk for sure. Um, and I, I agree when you spend longer in it, it's much harder to get out. I've, I've told um, several friends this, and I think it is because, you know, I, I spoke about the scripture where it describes like every other sin is, um, you know, outside the body, but it's a, a sexual sin or sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Um, and I think part of that comes in is where like you're taking your own body and now your body's distorting the view of life in general. And now your body has, you know, its reactions around certain people, like, chemically, physically, biologically, and mentally, you just, you can't have any more um, pure view on anybody or anything around you anymore because of that perverseness that comes in. But God is faithful and just to complete the work that he started in every single one of us. And if, you know, me and John Michael can be free, so can you. And I just want to, um, you know, end this off with a, a prayer. If there's anything else you want to share, John, Mike, we're going to also talk about ways that we can, people can like get in contact with you guys a little bit after the prayer, but is there anything else you want to uh, share? No, that's it. Awesome. Thank you so much. So we're just going to pray for the viewers and just pray that God uh, does a work in them and, and, and gives them freedom. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity and this conversation that we had today. We thank you that your presence and your spirit was definitely here just speaking and just really giving um, wisdom, wise counsel, understanding, but most of all, freedom to the people that are watching, Lord, because, you know, your wisdom and your understanding and your knowledge in itself is freedom. We can be free from that, knowing that these are the ways that we have gotten free and the ways that these viewers can get free. So I pray that your spirit comes down upon each and every single viewer that's watching this. And Lord, it just breaks off all the chains of the bondage that's on their minds, on their life, on their body, on their soul, surrounding them, Lord, that's making them feel like they cannot get free from this. We know that you are God capable of the impossible. You can do anything, anything and everything, Lord. So we pray right now that freedom comes from this broadcast today to each and every single viewer. We pray that 
um, they will find accountability. I pray that you will highlight in their lives people surrounding them, people that they probably would never know or never knew that could help them through this. They were scared, Father God. I pray that you remove that fear from them for you didn't give us that spirit, but you gave us peace, love, and a sound mind. So give them peace, give them love, and give them a sound mind to stand up, rise up, and share and confess their sins with the people around them so that they can pray for them and that they can be free from these bondage and this change that they are in, Lord. Um, and I thank you for John Michael's life and the life of Jacob as well um, for this uh, beautiful documentary, this beautiful teaching. I pray that you just continue to bless them and bless every single one of their endeavors, bless the new teaching that they're about to bring out, the new series, Lord. And I just ask that your grace and your mercy will follow them everywhere that they go. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, John Michael, just tell us a little bit about where we can find um, into the light or any information, any resources and the things to come as well. You mentioned earlier, but I want you to mention again for the viewers so that they can know. Yeah. So you can primarily watch the documentary for free, uh, mm -hmm. because of the generosity of so many of other people, uh, on our website into the light documentary.com, mm -hmm. uh, or you can watch little highlights or different clips and kind of see what's coming up next, uh, on our Instagram or Facebook at Into the Light Documentary. Uh, so pretty straightforward. And if you go on our website too, and if you wanna kind of get notified when the next resource comes out, uh, you can do that just by signing up for our email list uh, or just on social media, you'll see it there as well. So again, yes. intothelightdocumentary.com. Awesome, awesome, yes. And guys, also, they are crowdfunded from, from what I understand, right, John Michael? Yeah, with the, right. the documentary. So, um, if you guys can please donate to them, um, you know, it's not required, but I definitely want you guys to, when you get the chance, if you watch the documentary and you're touched and you feel like moved by it, please donate to the work of the ministry that they are doing because it is a beautiful thing. I, I Like I said, I've watched the documentary multiple times over the course of the weeks. We were trying to get this scheduled together. We finally got here today to do this and it's just such, it's been a blessing. I love this conversation so much um, and I want you guys to further Bless their ministry if you can, if you have it, um, as well as, like they said, they're going to have more teachings and things coming soon. So all that stuff requires, you know, um, help and aid in whatever way you can. Um, I've shared this documentary with friends and they have been touched by it. And, you know, they've been comfortable with opening up to me about things as well. So this documentary has really impacted my personal life and I know it will impact you guys as well. So if you can, please donate to the um, Into the Light as well. They're going to have that information on the website. And I thank you guys so much for watching um, and God bless you and have a great day.